Welcome to the Grow to Amazing podcast, and this is our word of the week. And the word of the week for this week is proactive. And it's not exactly the right word that I'm thinking of, but it's close enough. But and I'll tell you why in just a little bit. But the essential meaning of proactive is, is controlling a situation by making things happen or by somehow preparing for future problems, possible future problems now, rather than waiting to react when something happens. And it's a very telling thing with me and personally. Being proactive is more than taking initiative. It's recognizing that we are responsible for our own choices and have the freedom to choose based on principles and values rather than on moods or condition. Proactive people are agents of change and choose not to be victims, to be reactive, or to blame others. That's a Stephen Covey quote. Look at the word responsibility. Response, ability. The ability to choose your response. Highly proactive people recognize that responsibility. They do not blame circumstances, conditions, or conditioning for their behavior. Their behavior is a product of their own conscious choice based on values rather than a product of their conditions based on feeling. Another Stephen Covey quote. And can I close it off with one more Stephen Covey quote? If you're proactive, you don't have to wait for circumstances or other people to create perspective, expanding experiences. You can consciously create your own. Or Bob Hope, I've always been in the right place and time. Of course, I steered myself there. And so the reason I chose that this week is because I was sitting on the couch last night after I put the boys to bed and made excuses for not doing this podcast last night. I had to be quiet because the boys weren't asleep yet. Jackson was making noise. We're in a 350 square foot camper and me talking in the living room area doesn't really work when the boys are trying to get to sleep. Jill's working in the bedroom. I can't go in there and record there because I'll interfere with hers or else I'll be embarrassed or things just won't work out. I'll distract her and she's got stuff she's got to get done too. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, I'd like to read this little story. Oh, let's look at this. Let's look at social media. Let's look at this. And I made all kinds of excuses for myself for why I didn't get it done. And this is not obviously the first time that's happened because I've gone and had weeks where I didn't publish podcast at all. I've had weeks where it's been extremely late and hasn't gotten it done until I've basically done back-to-back efforts or I've even gone so far on other things as to just not do it at all or do a crappy job and then make excuses for why it didn't get done right and I don't know where that all comes from I think it's something of a sense of entitlement maybe that I had Or going back, I I mean, it's not like I was rich as a kid or anything like that. My parents worked their butts off for what we had. We always had food and a warm house and love. But I think it goes to do something with school being easy for me. 
and kind of that attitude rubbing off on my expectations for what it would take to succeed in life, that everything was going to be easy just because this was easy. And so when I think I got kicked in the teeth later in life, I wasn't prepared for that to happen. Even though things weren't necessarily easy in my life, I think I positioned myself to to somehow just take it up, you make excuses for how I reacted to it or settle for doing less than my best because I could get away with it or somehow take, make a choice that was lower risk, but still looked good, still maybe had a path to success, but it wasn't one that I had really spent a lot of time thinking about. And here I'm thinking about that with my computer choice of a computer science major at my college. It was definitely a challenge, no two ways about it. I enjoyed it. I love computers. I love playing with them. Program, you know, to an extent, I love programming, or at least I did. But was it my dream job? I don't know. Now, I don't think so. It's not anymore. That's where I am today. And so I think but I had had other careers that I had targeted coming out of high school, going into the Navy, going to UW-Madison for med school. And sure, your career choices can change. You can always go a different direction. But I think I also settled to an extent and pivoted without really seeing how far I could push myself. And so I think that that attitude kind of carried forward a little bit from there of waiting for stuff to come to me because that's what it, basically things had gone easily grade-wise in high school and uh, Musically, I think I had blinders on that I could have done so much more with my music in high school than I did. I think I thought I was better than I was. And I think I positioned myself to coast after high school. Now, I am not going to complain about that because it's gotten me where I am today with my wife and children and the family, my faith, and taking my life in a direction that I never thought it would go. And I couldn't be happier with that. I'm just trying to explain where things went back then. And that there's been many times in my life where I've waited for things to come to me rather than jumping up and going and taking care of business. That I would sit at home and read a book 
or watch TV or do whatever, or make an ex you know make an excuse that I had to mow the lawn or how many other things, like in 2009 when I was out of work, didn't know what to do, and just kind of avoided it for the longest time. Rather than charting my own path that may or may not have had anything to do with software development and spending time thinking about what did I love, I kind of waited for others to help me out. But others within the context of what I knew I could do as a career. And I find myself pretty disappointed in myself for that approach. And I've been doing the same thing with my fitness also. I think that's just more laziness than not being, than anything. But making excuses of why I can't work out or do X or Y or Z because of different excuses rather than being proactive enough to plan how am I going to make it work, setting my priorities and getting it done, and I've got some great people that I am going to try to get on this podcast that are inspirational to me from that perspective. I'm not going to say who they are now, but taking the bull by the horns, that is at least one of these persons. And I've had already had some on, for sure. Christian Schaff, Don Hagby, Dan Paulus, Dr. Christine Waller, Justin Wise. So many of them are so inspirational to me, but they haven't gotten me to change some of my core even my wife is much more proactive than I am about stuff. They haven't gotten me to change some of my core programming yet, though, and that's kind of disappointing to me. And so I try to think about why that is, and I, and I, I don't know that I've got a good answer yet, other than I th think of this poem That in a book I read a long, long time ago, I can't even, it was something about Queen Elizabeth I. And it was kind of a make-believe story, but it was a, you know, attempt at, at recreating what happened in Queen Elizabeth's reign back in, I believe, the 1600s. And one of her suitors at the time, and I can't remember his name either, but... He wanted to court the queen and get her hand in marriage, but he was scared. And so he wrote a poem, took a diamond, and scratched a poem on the on a mirror, saying, "Fain I would climb, fear I to fall." And then the queen finished off the poem that says, "If thy heart fails thee, climb not at all."
And I think that might be a lot of the genesis of why I don't get started on things. Am I scared of the results? Am I scared of what's going to happen if I do get this done and something comes of it? Or am I just scared of the work that it's going to take to get there? Does all of that come into play? But I can't see all the steps that are going to get me there and it's not an instantaneous gratification. So I just say I'm not going to play. Because when you think back to that poem, climbing is not something you can't climb Mount Rushmore or not Mount Rushmore, but El Capitan, you can't climb it in one prodigious leap. It's one hand grip, one foothold at a time. And I think sometimes that's what goes into it is I can't see, I can see the big picture of maybe where I'd like to go sometimes, or I've got a dream or I've got a direction I wanna go, but because I can't see the steps to get myself there, I don't even start. Or I don't want to admit that I don't know what I'm doing and ask for help. Maybe that's part of it also. Hubris and all of that. That I can't admit when I need help. So this is me kind of admitting that today. As I've tried to grow, grow too amazing, it's been slow. I mean, it hasn't, I haven't taken off as much as I like, but is that the listener's fault or is that my fault for missing some weeks, for not promoting it enough, for not being consistent enough with the pro promotion I have done? And that goes back to the proactivity thing, making a plan, executing the plan, dealing with hiccups and getting it done. Putting in the work. And what I've got now, the work is showing the results of the efforts. And I've had some awesome guests on here and couldn't be happier with how some things have gone. But I know I can do better and you deserve better. And anybody that I'm trying to help out with this deserves better. So, how can I be more proactive with what I do on a day-to-day -day basis? And again, that goes back to a couple things from my perspective. Goal planning, goal setting, and planning. Short, medium, short, medium, long-term goals and then break it down, what do I gotta get done today? And that means writing it out. And I talked last week about planning out my weeks and things like that, and I haven't done that great at it. It was a heck of a weekend, travel-wise, with friends visiting and meeting up with us in New Mexico. And he had a great time. But my productivity at that point 
with respect to the podcast, with respect to everything else, was zero. And whose fault is that? Not my friends, not my wife's. That's on me. So, proactivity is so much more than just planning and and things like that. It's also attitude. Never quit, never say, never say die type attitude. But it's also the taking away the hubris part of it and the checking your ego and not being afraid to ask for help when you need it. But taking your ego out of the equation and looking at yourself dispassionately and saying, what have I done wrong? Where have I been screwing up? And how can I do it better? I know I can work proactively because I do it. But I'm not doing it in a lot of parts of my life right now. And if I want to make this thing work and reach those goals that I talked about last Friday with developing Grow to Amazing, then I got to execute better. Be consistent. Plan. Have that plan and stick to it. But not be afraid to reassess if things aren't working. But things aren't working necessarily right now because I'm shooting from the hip. So, I've got a little more time on my hands now because of some changes to my work schedule. So that excuse is largely gone. Not completely because some of that time is being used much more for family stuff now. Some of that is, much of that is being used for Jill to be able to get some things done with her social media. But I've got a chance here to do the things that I want to do. And so being proactive means that I'm going to take the steps to put that plan in place and execute it on my terms, not on anyone else's terms. And certainly not on the terms that just might happen if I fail to do anything. So that is my plan for this next week, is to be more proactive, and it starts tonight, to get my planning back together again, to get the, the pieces of the puzzle back together and going again. I'm not saying it's, ever, it's never going to happen again. I am human. I fall short of the grace of God in ways every day. But... I can't reprogram myself overnight, but I can do it a little bit at a time and overwrite that attitude that's been written into my, that I've written into my head over the, the years. It can be changed and I believe it. So that's my goal for this next week is to take my proactivity by the horns, wrestle it down and get some control over it. So you know, I'm looking at myself in the video that I'm recording right now and looking up at the sky. I'm not looking at you. I'm just like, do I feel embarrassed by that? 
and I think I do. I mean, there's lots of stuff I've admitted in the, this podcast that could be embarrassing. And this is one of them. I mean, but I got to be real too. So, what do you use to be proactive? How do you do it? How do you break it out and get it done? So, I'm interested to hear, and if I'm interested enough, maybe we can have you on the podcast and talk about it. And I'm going to keep developing some guests to bring in to, to help me out and help you out in that area. But from this point in time, I'm going to try to call myself out if and when that happens. So that is my goal, to be much more proactive over the weeks to come. Not be reactive, but plan, execute, replan, re-execute, keep on going, but have the attitude and engagement in the process in the, in the right frame of mind to get this done. So hopefully that made sense. Um, I'm going to wrap it up here. I don't want to go too far, but hopefully we'll get some good comments on this one and we can see where we can take this. And that's my word of the week for this week, proactive. So for Grow Amazing, I am out. Mm-hmm.